Good morning, everybody. This is Victoria, your dog guru, and today we're talking about how training has become more innovative and more effective than the bygone era of grandpa. Training has come a very long way from when we first domesticated dogs. In fact, in the very beginning when dogs were domesticated, that was kind of a loose term for we feed the dog, we keep the dog, we love the dog. (laughs) A lot of methods that are out there come from the original form of dog training, which is essentially bend them to your will. But let me let you in on a little secret. There are far easier ways to reach your dog than using something negative that they're afraid of to dissuade them from behavior you don't want to see. Not only will you notice that your dog is more responsive, but if you shift away from what training used to be and educate yourself on what methods are the most effective, you'll find that getting your dog excited about learning has a lot to do with your relationship and relationship building. Decades later, we've come a long way since rolling up a newspaper and swatting the dog for barking. More than that, results really speak for themselves. If your dog trusts you and if you have a language going, a dialogue, one that they understand. The sky is really the limit on the training possible. In my experience, positive reinforcement has always won any battle that any owner has ever been struggling with in my many years of training. I never used harsh corrections or dominating behavior techniques because in reality, that's breaching that line of trust. And dogs are always going to want that trust intact. When it is, they're more likely to give you what you're asking for. They're more willing to give you what you're asking for. And this is across every breed and is all-encompassing. Everything from basic obedience and puppy behaviors to your severe aggression and anxiety cases. The key to this, though, if you have a more difficult case is to properly identify what the issues are, what the triggers are, and then you need to come up with a treatment plan that can really address these issues effectively and permanently. And sometimes this means enlisting the help of a professional. Each dog has a learning style and a learning pattern, but that doesn't mean that you can't reach them regardless of what issue you're trying to tackle, whether it's something super simple or something more complex. But my standard of methodology never changed. It was never altered. While each dog was different, my process was very similar from dog to dog. I didn't change how forceful I was. I was the same person every week when I would go to a client's house or if they were doing a board and train with me, I was the same every day with that dog. So they had something to depend on. So they had a process that they could learn and adhere to. And at no point am I instilling fear to get the result I'm asking for. Instead, by building trust and sticking to a predictable, consistent process, The dogs would always respond positively. Think about it a different way. If every time you were asked to clean your room and you thought of a million things that you could be doing that you'd rather be doing other than cleaning your room, if someone at the end of said room cleaning offered you a $100 bill, would you be willing to clean your room? Probably. And given the same incentive, you're going to want to do it next time because you know a $100 bill is coming your way. I'm not saying bribe your dog, but I am saying that a system that works is one where it's mutually beneficial, where they have a process they can depend on, you're consistent, you're kind, and whenever they make an effort, you praise that, you mark that. 
which in really short order promotes forward motion and true understanding. Instead of a dog wondering what you're asking, not only do they know what you're asking, but they know that you're invested in them and they're invested in the process because you've shown them that they get a reward, a positive response that sets a standard to them worth working towards. This doesn't mean that you have to use treats for everything. When I was building new behaviors with dogs, I would always use treats because speaking generally, a lot of dogs like food. And so that could be a huge motivator. But some dogs were not food motivated at all. Sometimes they just wanted to get 10 minutes of cuddles after they did what I had asked or what I was shooting for. Other dogs who are super play motivated, I would go ahead and throw a ball once they did what I asked. The goal isn't to be treat dependent, it's to have a language, an understanding, a partnership that you can really grow from. Because like I said earlier, once you have that established, the sky is the limit on what they're capable of learning. The more you practice the process, the quicker they'll pick up on the pattern and learning new behaviors when you're asking for them. You can start with a dog that learns at a rate of maybe one or two cues in the course of a day to a dog that learns 10 new cues once you've established a working dialogue and a working partnership that they can really mark to. I mentioned earlier, I wasn't bribing. And let me explain the difference. First of all, I never showed a dog a treat and go, see what I have, see what I have, and then asked for them to obey a cue. No, I actually did the reverse. I'd shape the cue, I'd verbally mark it, I would build on it, and as I'm building on it and they're going in the direction that I ask, that's when I would praise and give them a treat. In a passive way, I'm saying it's my way first and then you get a return on that investment. Or to think of it another way, a reward for a job well done. I really am trying to shed light on the fact that the old way of doing things is not the only way of doing things. And we've come quite a long way when it comes to reaching dogs on a much more positive note and establishing boundaries in a productive way instead of one that's only enforced because if you don't do that, something bad is going to happen. Even super willful dogs will respond to a positive process. Fearful dogs, it's the same case. If you use too much pressure with a fearful dog, they'll emotionally shut down, sometimes even physically shut down, and turn off to avoid enduring more trauma or emotional unrest. When we're talking about an aggression case, I've found equal success. What I typically would notice and adjust expectations to would be length of time I'm training them. Some dogs need a full 30 minutes. Others, you know, five minutes, they've got the picture and they're done. Some respond better to two sessions a day. Others, they need five. And despite our owners thinking the odds were really stacked against us, the reality was not only were we able to reach them and start changing the process that they were so used to, but they latched onto the process because they were building their confidence. They were building trust in people. They were reestablishing boundaries. And dogs deeply need a boundary system. They need that structure. So without it, they're just going to be running amok and driving you crazy. To truly reach a dog, you need to not only get inside their head, but you need to get inside their heart. One of my favorite books that I always used to refer clients to was called the other end of the leash, Patricia McConnell. So if you're looking at new reading material, I highly recommend her book. She was one of my mentors. I have a deep respect and love for her process. And then the other person I always recommend is Sophia Yin. She has a book called How to Behave So Your Dog Behaves, which is a great read also. 
This week, we actually have our very first guest coming on the show and super excited about that. Her name is Stephanie Craig, and she actually is a travel blogger and the proud owner of a Shih Tzu. And we'll be giving her some advice on what to do when she's out and traveling and her dog is home with her boyfriend. So if that sounds like something you could really relate to, perhaps you travel quite frequently as well, then go ahead and give it a listen. That'll be coming up next week. Thank you so much to all our listeners. I'm still collecting your questions and we'll be featuring them in future episodes. So keep them coming. And in the meantime, this is Victoria, your dog guru, and I'm signing off.